to Fliffin' Out. I'm your host, Leah Fontaine, and I'm so excited to be podcasting for you guys today. Today, I have an amazing guest coming on, and I am over the moon excited. So her name is actually also Leah, so we're already basically named twins, and I've known her for a couple of months now, ever since she helped me um, where she supported a campaign that I was doing for clean water. So thank you again, Leah, for that. Um, it was She was so sweet. So I knew that she was someone I wanted to come on the podcast because she's so inspirational and she really has that um, kind of personality that is so unique. Um, and she always just seems so confident and happy and even she smiles and stuff when she competes on a four-inch wide beam. Like, that's not easy, guys. But um, she's always impressed me and I've loved her um, spirit and her attitude and not to mention her gymnastics she's not only been an incredible level 10 but she also did elite um, and she also then committed to the University of Florida Um, so now she competes there and she's going into her fifth year so it's so exciting so yeah thank you again Leah for coming on to the podcast today Um, so without further ado let's get started Hi, Leah. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. So you can go ahead and introduce yourself and talk a little bit about your journey and everything like that. Absolutely. So my name is Leah Clapper. We're named twins on here today, (laughs) which I'm super pumped about. And I am a gymnast at the University of Florida. I'm actually going into my super senior year, thanks to covid on the Gators gymnastics team. So I'm super pumped for one more year of college gymnastics and excited to be here today. I'm so excited to have you. And I love the fact that we're named twins. It's just amazing. Um, So how did you get into gymnastics and give us a little bit of information about kind of your journey so far? Absolutely. So I started gymnastics when I was only one and a half years old because my parents stuck me in Pert and taught classes at a local gym and I honestly fell in love and never looked back so I definitely have my mom and dad to thank for putting me in a amazing sport that definitely was the right fit for me I used to walk around the top of this blow-up pool that was in our basement when I was just a toddler and I would do backward rolls off the couch and all this crazy stuff I had so much energy and then when I got to learn gymnastics it just felt like the perfect fit from the very beginning and of course when I was really little I did a couple other things like ice skating and dance and tennis which I was absolutely horrific at (laughs) but gymnastics was always the number one favorite and by the time I was six years old I made the competition team and got to have my first taste of competitive gymnastics which I, of course, loved and always saw myself becoming a college gymnast. Ever since I was in elementary school, I would go to gymnastics meets at the University of Michigan, which is where I'm from near there. And I just loved it. And I would watch the college girls doing their routines and compare myself to them and be like, okay, they're doing a right off a handspring 
full in, but I can do the round of like handspring par and I'm working on the full or whatever it is. And there was no doubt in my mind that I was going to be a college gymnast someday. It was just a matter of, Ooh, let's find a place that'll give me a scholarship. But I also really did want to be an elite gymnast as well. Ever since I was young, I started out in the tops program and had my sights set on qualifying as an international elite because it just sounded so cool. And of course, your listeners are probably familiar with all of the gymnastics levels, but I didn't care necessarily about going to the Olympics. I know that's so many girls dream, but for me, it was, I want to get to that elite level and I want to qualify as an elite. And honestly, I had no idea of the work that it would take to get there. But it just sounded so cool. I think I like the words, the way that the letters are put together and just being at the top <laughs> is always my my biggest goal. And I moved up in the developmental program, which was then when I was in it called the JO program. But I got to level nine, level 10. Every year was like, okay, let me get to the next level until I got to level 10. And I was like, I'm in eighth grade. I have five years to do level 10. That sounds kind of boring. Like, let's take that next step and really train for that elite classification. And I did. And I told my coaches after our home meet one time that, hey, I think I want to try elite. And they're like, okay, like, if that's what you want, let's do it. And I'm so grateful that they supported me in everything that I wanted to do. I felt like everything was coming from my heart and from my journey rather than being pushed onto me, which was such a blessing, especially in comparison to a lot of my current teammates' experiences. But I told them I wanted to do Elite and I was like, there's a qualifier in a couple of weeks. Like, you are not ready for that. And I was thinking, why not? And then I learned all the things that I would have to do and how far I was from it. And I was like, goodness, that's hard. And, you know, you got that split second of doubt. But I hadn't even started trying yet. I was like, that is a challenge. Let's take that head on. So I really saw it as this big opportunity for growth. And I... 100% believed in myself and I knew that my coaches 100% believed in me and I think that's what got me to the point where I eventually did qualify as an elite uh, within two years so the next year I didn't quite make it but I was so much better of a gymnast than I was the year before I completely ramped up my training routine went back to basics improved my technique on every event every day was a practice where I felt like I pushed myself to the limits and did things that I didn't know I could do before and just got out of my comfort zone, which was absolutely incredible. And the next year I got to compete at the U.S. championships. Well, no, I competed at the U.S. classics. My goal was to make it to championships. And somehow with some crazy fingertip catching my releases and a stuck double pike just above the score that I needed to qualify to PNG championships. 
And I was so over the moon. And that's one of my proudest accomplishments to this day. I had so much fun and I felt like my elite experience was a lot different than a lot of my competitors because I was really doing it for me. And that was always something that I had dreamed of ever since I was really young in elementary school. And I finally got there and I really enjoyed it. I did absolutely horrible at the meet. I split the beam in front of thousands of people on my back handsfree back layout back layout and I didn't just split the beam but I spun underneath the beam and koala it and then pushed myself back up because I didn't want to touch the floor and have a fall and finished my beam routine and I was just trying not to laugh the whole time and on bars I think I did this squirrel type thing on my shaposh half it was so bad but somehow I made it through and I don't know, I had a few falls, but the whole experience was still a dream because I got to that point and I did do some good routines over the two days. It was definitely a culmination of all the hard work that I had put in, but I wasn't quite ready for competing all of the crazy skills that I was trying to throw out there, but it was a, definitely an eye-opening experience into the elite world and I really got to enjoy it and I just was feeling so proud of myself because that was one of the biggest things I'd ever accomplished in gymnastics and not something that came easy either that took from the middle of my eighth grade year until summer after my junior year of high school to make it to the PNG championships and there was a ton of obstacles along the way, but it felt like I got lucky in so many places. And I also put in that work and somehow the judges were nice enough to give me the scores I needed at one point or another. And I got to experience that, which was really a driving factor of me being able to come compete at the University of Florida, which is still surreal. I still can't believe I'm here. I feel so grateful that I get a fifth year which is pretty cool. That's one great thing that did come out of the pandemic for me. And it's been a wild ride. Coming into college gymnastics was a huge transition for me. And it took me a while to really get my footing. I struggled a bit with some confidence issues. When I first got here, my freshman year, especially in a little bit my sophomore year, because I was coming from a gym where I was definitely one of the best gymnasts, if not the best gymnast all around. I was the only elite at my gym and I enjoyed that. Having a big coaching staff to myself at meets and all that good stuff, but it really was an individual sport for me when I was doing elite. And when I got to University of Florida, I was one of the weaker links on the team. And I really felt that because I was now teammates with people that had won medals at the world championships and been on the national team. Like literally half my team was on the national team and had competed at international competitions and done amazing and all of that good stuff. And I just felt like I was this decent level 10 that somehow made it to elite and climbed her way to get good enough to be on one of the top 
college gymnastics teams in the country. And I would just compare myself to what everybody else was doing at practice. And, you know, comparison doesn't help you. It just sucks all of your energy. And I definitely got my energy sucked out of me for a little while, a few months at the beginning until I kind of realized that I do deserve to be here. I can make a big difference on this team with my gymnastics, but also with my personality and who I am and the voice that I bring to the team and the values that I stand for and be able to be a leader on the team as well, especially as I moved up in classes and got a little bit more experienced because then you know the ropes and you can kind of help the people that are coming up a year or two after you, which is really fun. So college gymnastics has brought its own share of challenges. That is for sure. But just competing on a team that we all have each other's backs, it's all for the team. Of course, you want to do well for yourself. But the most important thing is putting in your best work so you can be the best for yourself and to make the team overall the best that we can be. And it's all about winning as a team, which is such a refreshing thing and a different type of pressure, but a lot of fun. I love that your journey is amazing. And I would say it's kind of unique in some ways, um, but it's really inspirational. And I would love to know more about how you kind of built that confidence up. Um, Because now when I watch you, especially on being, you're smiling, you seem so confident. It's like, so amazing. Um, So how did you build that confidence and that composure to the point where you can smile and like enjoy yourself while on a four inch beam? Absolutely. And that's a wonderful question. I would say that the smiling piece of it started a really long time ago when I was about nine years old, training level seven, and I got a horrific fear of my back handspring. I had it on the high beam. And then one day I had to do it without warming up or something. And I just felt I can't do it. And I wouldn't go. I just felt stuck. I'm sure so many students have experienced the same thing. And it was really frustrating. And of course, I broke down in tears that day. And I still remember it to this day. So it was a little bit traumatic. And that just started this whole fear mental block journey for me going backward on the beam. And it got to the point where I wouldn't even do a back walkover on the low beam or the medium beam. And my coach would be like, Leah, why aren't you doing this? And I couldn't come up with the reasonable excuse like anybody else ever and of course I had no excuse because it was just my head that was blocking me it was my own thoughts and doubts that were blocking me not something real but what I said was the beam is talking to me and I told my coach that the beam is telling me I'm gonna move when you go backward And it was just looking back, it's just the most hilarious and slightly embarrassing, but also it makes me laugh situation. And I'm so glad that my coach played along with it. And she's like, come over here, let me give you some magic water. And she like drizzled water out of her water bottle onto my head. And I had a really hard time getting over that fear. And it tried It took a lot of different trial and error to figure out what worked for me to get that confidence back, to be able to do my back handspring on high beam and to compete that year. And 
the thing that worked was smiling. One day my coach told me, smiling changes your brain chemistry, Leah. You're usually a very smiley girl, but when you come over to beam, I see it in your face. You're all freaking out. And she told me that I should smile before I go for my back handspring. And so I would literally get up there, I'd smile, and then I'd swing and go. And that's what worked for me. And I still use that to this day because when I put a smile on my face, it gives me a boost of confidence. And now it's part of my brand. I think everybody notices that I smile on the beam, but it starts when I... I want to look good when I'm up there competing and I also want that full confidence. And so I smile. And then by the time I'm up there and especially once I make my series, I just can't wipe that smile off my face. My cheeks are like stuck, but that's a really important tool that I found helped me. And a little bit of a funny story along the way, as for the confidence and the composure part of it, it, did take me a while to develop the things that work for me in that regard as well. And I'm still working on it. I mean, I still mess up sometimes and we're all human, but it's that process of trial and error and practicing during practice, what you want to do at a competition and figuring out what tools and tricks and thoughts and routines that work for you is so important. So some of the things that I do are breathing. So taking in a breath, but exhaling longer than the inhale. That calms my nerves pretty well. Sometimes I like to think about how my feet or my hands feel, or just think about the touch or smell or taste or five senses in general, what I'm seeing and take a second to go through my five senses before I compete to kind of ground myself. I also like to dance and just kind of shake it out. Like pretend I'm shaking out all the doubts or do a big breath and blow out all the doubts. And those are some of the things I do on a regular basis, as well as the other piece of building my confidence that I haven't touched on yet was I had a really big struggle in the beginning of my sophomore year where I did well at a couple meets and then I started putting a bit too much pressure on myself as the anchor and just thinking too hard about having to be perfect all the time and get that consistency in the gym and at meets that I just was struggling and messing up uncharacteristically and having teary days on beam, which is not like me. And my coach pulled me out of the lineup because I wasn't showing that I was ready to compete in practice. And that really hit hard because that's my best event. And I just wanted to be out there so bad. And that helped me get my act together, but also figure out what I need to do. And I honed in that the problem was that I didn't feel like I deserved a spot in the lineup. And Once I flipped the narrative and started telling myself, I am confident, I am strong, I deserve to be here. I am an amazing gymnast. I am a beautiful beamer and all these personal affirmations that my mom prompted me to do. I give full credit for her to giving me the idea to start those and it helps so much. So sometimes before a meet, 
or before my beam routine, I'll like go to the bathroom. I'll take a few deep breaths. I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, I'm confident. I'm strong. I got this. And the same thing before I get up on the beam. And I've found one of our managers. We always like huddle up before I compete. And I kind of yell at her, but also calmly with conviction that, hey, I got this. I'm confident. I know what I'm doing. It's just another routine, things like that. And that helps me a lot. I know that was a long-winded answer, but it's one of the biggest things in gymnastics and sports in general is being able to handle your nerves and going through the process of struggling with it and figuring out and finding new problems and figuring it out is a constant journey. But I'm really proud of how far I've come because I definitely feel much more poised and that I'm in control of what I'm doing when I compete. I love that. Yeah, that's amazing. That's such an inspirational journey because it's nice to know that like it just doesn't always come naturally. Like confidence is takes a while and it's a journey and it may take a lot of ups and downs, like mental blocks and like not believing in yourself. But it's amazing how you've gotten to the point where you can be like so confident on like at these huge meets when like so many people are watching, like it's just amazing. Thank um, you. Yeah. So my next question is I've heard that you kind of are um, wanting to make gymnastics like still fun and like a light sport and like stuff like that. So could you tell me a little bit about um, kind of your idea of keeping the sport just um, happy and fun and stuff like that? Absolutely. And that's something that's really important to me because I've found that I do my best when I'm having the most fun. And I know that is not the case for everybody. Some people like to come into the gym feeling really focused and serious and having their intention set of what they're going to accomplish. But for me, that starts to make me put too much pressure on myself. And when I walk into the gym or a competition or anything in life, with the attitude that, hey, I'm here, I might as well enjoy it and play a little bit. It's not that serious. I know that gymnastics can feel like it's everything and it can bring so much into your life, but it's also not your entire life and it's not who you are, it's what you do. And being able to realize that gymnastics is supposed to be fun. I mean, that's the main reason we're all doing it in the first place. And keeping that attitude through my elite experience was instrumental to actually making it to elite. Because if I had different coaching or just a different gym environment, I don't think I would have gotten to where I got to because I got to have fun. And that was something that was really important uh, that me and my coach talked a lot about a lot when I was training elite that it we were going to keep the fun in gymnastics and not ruin my spirit. And I'm so grateful for that because I still love gymnastics so much to this day. I mean, all I want to do in the morning is get to the gym and start working on new skills and things like that, which is so fun. And I want to be able to share that message with the world because I know there are other gymnasts like me out there that do best when they're enjoying themselves. 
And I got to do that a little bit through sharing the gymnastics board game that I created with my coach last year and launching that, which was really special. And also just using social media and my platform to be able to share that message, whether it's posting videos of messing around with new skills in the gym or doing silly stuff like rolling across exercise balls. And just today, me and some of my friends that are on the UF dive team and also my teammate, we made a video of gym versus dive and fun stuff like that. Just showing that it doesn't have to be so serious and we can enjoy it along the way. And I'm really grateful that my team also has that vibe. I think Gators Gymnastics is probably one of the most fun teams out there. We're always dancing, hyping each other up, going absolutely bonkers before the meet, during the meet, after the meet, at practice. And our coaches really let us be ourselves and bring our full personalities to light. And our practices are just total parties sometimes. It's a great time. We're getting our stuff done, but we're also jamming to the music and really hyping each other up. And I know it can't be like that every day. Every day cannot be happy, go lucky, smile on your face the whole time. There's going to be so many hard days. But if at least like 30% of the time you're genuinely enjoying yourself, hopefully a lot more than that. But that really keeps the motivation going. And I find it to be extremely important and I'm really grateful to have had that experience in gymnastics. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. That's that's amazing. And I agree. I work best when I am in an environment that's like positive and where everyone's like hyping each other up and stuff like that. Like I just love that. Um, so yeah, that's amazing. Um, and my next uh question is what are your plans for the future? So not only your fifth year, which I think everyone is super excited for, but also after that, um, and for your future career and stuff like that. Yeah. So I do not have set in stone plans, but I've always wanted to own my own business. And I've always wanted to live in Europe around the Mediterranean Sea somewhere for a few years after college. So those are some things that I have in my vision for the future. Honestly, it scares me a lot to think about life after gymnastics because I'm not ready to let go of the sport. And I know that athletics will be a big component of my life moving forward. I think that is one of the things that is most important to me. And I hope that I can continue to flip around and have fun in the gym, whatever that looks like, even though it won't be competitive gymnastics in the future. So definitely keeping sports in the realm of my daily activities is something that excites me. I kind of want to do dance as well, just for fun. Obviously not professionally. I'm not the greatest dancer. I have only had dance training at gymnastics practice. So I just want to join like a dance team or something that like you do it for fun and get to enjoy it because I love dancing so much. And so keeping active, something in athletics and also 
being an entrepreneur and running my own business is my goal. So I'm working on a couple things right now. NIL Island is the new venture that I started this year that I'm really pumped about. So it is a community where student athletes can go to discuss NIL and really come together and have that have that discussion spot because I've noticed that people don't really like to talk about it with teammates that are pursuing different goals and things like that and have having connections in NIL is so important. So that is a big thing. And it's also kind of a Yelp for NIL, uh, keeping brands accountable, hopefully making NIL better for everyone in the NCAA and college athletics. So that is super exciting. I have a ton of exciting plans and visions for NIL Island. It will be launching soon, which is oh, finally because I've been working on it for a really long time. And it's also nerve wracking because I just want it to be so helpful for so many athletes. I'm sure it will get there. And my goal is to turn it into a sustainable business this year and basically work myself into a full-time position being CEO of NIL Island after this next season. And we'll see if I can make it over to Europe for some amazing traveling and fun times. I would love to move over there. I think my mom sent me this article about places to live that are giving incentives for moving there the other day. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is cool. But that's a little bit of what's in the plans. Long term down the road, I've always been into interior design and HDTV and that type of thing and also designing experiences for other people so I want to have a bunch of vacation homes that I rent out on Airbnb or whatever platform but that is something that I would love to do and hopefully team up with my sister for because we're both into it and I think that would be a really fun activity for the future of course, we need a little bit more capital by the time for when I get there. But that's a long term thing that I am really pumped about and looking forward to in the future. And by the way, my sister, her name is Lily Clapper, and she is incredible. She is an incoming freshman on the University of Michigan gymnastics team. So Leah, maybe you'll have to interview her at some point in the future. I, <laughs> I don't know if I want to, but no, yeah, that would be amazing. I've actually met her before. I don't know if she remembers, but oh, I met her at a camp. Um, and then at the time I was like, she looks so much like Leah Clapper. I was so confused because like I didn't know who she was. I was like, wait, yeah. like, am I seeing right? Like this looks she looks so similar. And then I realized like it was your sister, but um, yeah, it was really funny and she seems really sweet. She is. She's she's awesome. Our personalities are so different, but we're best friends. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. And my last question is, what um, is some advice that you would like to give to maybe some younger gymnasts who are aspiring to become um, some gymnasts like you? Yeah. Two things come to mind initially. The first being, don't compare yourself to other people. I know we talked about that a little bit earlier, but really, it is not useful and everybody is on their own journey and just because you see somebody that is doing you think is doing better than you or younger than you or scores higher than you or whatever it is 
any aspect of life, it's an energy suck. And knowing that believing and trusting yourself that your time will come and figuring out what you need to do to get yourself to where you want to be without considering what anybody else is doing alongside you is so hard to do. But if you can figure that out, I think great things come out of it. And the few times in my life when I've been able to do that is when I've had the most success. And then the other piece of it kind of goes along with don't compare yourself to other people, but also just be you. I mean, there's just so much pressure to fit in everywhere. And being yourself is when you feel the most energized and you don't have all those conflicts going on in your brain that are like, oh, I want to do this, but I shouldn't because like, what will other people think? You know, that also just takes away from having fun and showing the world who you are and your own awesomeness because everybody has their own special gifts to bring to the table. And that is my number one piece of advice always be you. Thank you. That's, that's an amazing, that's amazing advice. I love that so much. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. Thank you guys so much for listening. And again, thank you so much, Leah. I had so much fun talking to you. You are genuinely one of my favorite people. You're so bubbly and so kind. And your spirit is just so amazing. And I feel like we could be the best of friends. So thank you again so much for coming on. And I hope you guys all enjoyed this and maybe learned something or just liked listening to it or whatever you found from it. I hope you enjoyed it in some way. So thank you guys. And never forget that I love you. Bye, guys.